your emotional intelligence was not so tough. <laughs> wow. No. <laughs> it's hurtful. But... No, I'm just saying. God, you're making me better. You're making me better. And you choose to do it however, whenever, wherever. God, you're making me better. You're making me better. And you choose to do it however, whenever, What's up, everybody? Wherever. Welcome to Marriage at Golgotha, where our focus is building on a Christ-centered marriage. And I am joined here today with my lovely co-host. Wait, who are you? Hubby Boo. I am Felicia. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> this is Marriage at Golgotha, where our focus is building on a Christ-centered marriage. I'm Felicia, and I am joined with my co-host, my loving Boo thing, Hubby Wayne. What's up, babe? Hey, babe. How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. How are you? <laughs> good why are you laughing at me i'm laughing at you because you know I, I think i think everybody heard you know how we kind of fumbled at the beginning but we want to present a very non-perfectionist approach basically you want to embarrass no me. no okay no because i'm trying to be emotionally intelligent i'm trying to be in tune with your feelings i don't want to embarrass you okay All never right. that whatever again welcome to marriage <laughs> at Golgotha. everyone hope everybody is doing absolutely positively great today and i'm kind of excited about this this topic me too me too yeah we're talking about emotional intelligence and this is going to be really interesting because i had to kind of do some studying and kind of dig into some things mm-hmm. learn some things about myself yeah before i could talk about this um but wayne actually is the one that came up with this topic so what made you honey want to bring this out (laughs) emotional intelligence so it was actually a fight (laughs) um me and fee got into a little spat the other day oh so it was me i said me and fee got into a little spat i mean you know i think in my opinion you were to blame but you know and we got into a little spat the other day and I, i brought up the point that i feel in some instances that fee can sometimes be dismissive of how i feel and, you know, I know that's just my opinion, but, you know, I think there was some truth in it because I, I try to be somewhat of an emotional, um, how can I put it? I try to be an emotional burden bearer for Fee. I feel like that's part of my job because with all that she deals with and with everything that she does, she's type A, she's very industrious, she's 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 very busy, she's, she's a, a worker bee. And so... You know, when she does have those moments where she just needs to express herself, I, I kind of feel that that's my duty to be that, you know, that emotional security for. Her. And so the issue that I find sometimes is that it doesn't necessarily go both ways in as many instances as I would like. I'm not going to say that she doesn't do it. That'd be unfair. But, you know, it just I was, I was feeling some kind of way. I was in my feelings the other day. That, that, that's how I came about. And I'm like, you know, maybe we should talk about that. Gotcha. I completely understand and you're you're right and I think I did admit that sometimes I do dismiss you know wait can you say that first part again I said I admit no not before that you're right yeah okay hold on I need to turn the volume up whatever (laughs) so again you know I I did admit that sometimes you're right and that's just human error you know it's like music to my ears it should not be (laughs) That should not be the case. Can we really get into the podcast? Yes, we okay, can. Here? My apologies. <laughs> My apologies. So when we we think about emotional intelligence, I'm I'm pretty sure this is not something 
um, that we talk about in our marriage every day. Yeah. Most marriages you probably don't think about, you know, honey, hey, how's your IQ when it comes to, right. you know, <laughs> emotional intelligence? Yeah. You don't really think about it. Right. Of course, we always express, you know, how we feel. Oh, for sure. But do we really acknowledge if I do this or if I say this, this may trigger an emotion or something, you know, it may cause yeah. um, my spouse uh, or significant other to feel a certain way. Yeah. Um, emotions are, are something, like you said, that we just kind of do in the moment and we kind of we express our feelings. But I don't think we do enough analyzing of our yeah. feelings. Yeah. Like, you know, OK, you felt this way. You felt upset. You felt sad. Now, why did you feel that way? Or mm-hmm. Felicia, why did you feel this way? Did I do something to trigger that? Like, I, I think, and it's part of it is because, at least for me, personally, I try to disassociate logic from emotion, but you don't always have to do that. Yeah. Like, you know, thinking intelligently doesn't mean that you have to put your emotions just on the back burner and dismiss them altogether. You know, I think you can do both. Yeah, and so when we think about why uh, emotional intelligence is important in a marriage, because some people can look be like, okay, well, you know, that's really, you know, yeah, let's touch you, let's touch you, yeah. I don't need to think about that stuff. Um, I guess maybe from a female perspective, um, because we are emotional beings, you know, um, not that men aren't, um, but you know, we already have that nurturing instinct but as far as from the male perspective you know how can you encourage a husband you know from from a male perspective to really to to dig into this thing to say hey bro this really is important I think it's important because I don't mean to be stereotypical but I mean not all stereotypes are false (laughs) I think in a lot of instances it's not that men are less intelligent as far as emotions are concerned Mm -hmm. i just don't think we care as much yeah honestly like we we don't really we don't really talk as much as we should first and foremost i know that's somewhat of a stereotype but men at least in my experience men don't talk enough about their feelings about what they're dealing with as much like we don't talk with other men about that kind of stuff you know honey honey, it's nothing for you to get together with some of your girlfriends and y'all just kind of have a a powwow and talk about all the stuff that you're dealing with and talk about how we're getting on your nerves and you know <laughs> it's nothing for y'all to have that men on the other hand we'll sit around watch a game you know and and not really get in depth into what we're dealing with and it's important especially in a marriage because our wives are going to have those emotional moments and we have to be sincere in how we care for you yes you know we have to it, it, it's otherwise it's it's not going to make for a good situation you know, we will be in the doghouse. <laughs> you didn't have to nod so so strongly, but <laughs> but <wow. laughs> that was a really good nugget there, though. So as um, far as um, women um, being a woman, you know, when I look at myself um, again, I think because we are nurturing our emotional intelligence, IQ kind of tends to be a little bit higher. But mm-hmm. I think we can definitely do better. When I look at myself. Um, how I can improve in this area I think I can definitely be a little bit more uh, empathetic Yeah. yeah. Um, especially to you as a spouse I think again sometimes um, as women we 
because I am looking to you to be that strong man to you know to be that provider I think I can definitely give you a little bit more space and opportunity to express your emotions um so you won't have any you know pent up frustration yeah that's Um, true I mean, and, and, it, and it's just emotionally healthy for you to be able to express yourself. And I think is. I can definitely be a lot more supportive in that area. Which, you going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say, like, patience, I think, is key, too, because and I don't think this is necessarily a gender exclusive thing. But me, I, I don't express my emotions in that moment. Like me, I have to kind of think and take my time and process and so my expression of my emotions at first probably just comes out in my face. Yeah. So I, I know you notice that you'll mm-hmm. notice something is wrong and that'll kind of prompt you maybe to ask what's wrong. And sometimes that gets on my nerves like, oh, gosh, I just wish you kind of knew because I don't really know how to express in this moment. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's unfair to you because, you know, I haven't voiced it. So you, on the other hand, like when you feel something, you voice it like almost right away. Yeah. And, and see, that's. <laughs> That's a flaw in, in some instances. In some instances, because, yeah. You know, you should be able to take a pause. Mm-hmm. You know, we hear the phrase often, think before you speak. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a part of me, you know, understanding that if I say something <laughs> yeah. that I probably shouldn't say, something right. that's not so nice, not so positive, yeah. you know, that's going to be emotionally unhealthy for me and mm-hmm. at the same time for you right, right so um you know it's it's good to be able to be open but at the same time one of the you know the the characteristics of a person that has a high emotional um intelligence iq is that you know when to pause yeah, you know yeah. when to say okay let me think this out how is this going to affect our relationship yeah. if I say this? Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. Yeah. So um, looking at, you know, some of the, again, the characteristics of a person that has a emotional intelligence, um, a high IQ, I guess, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, learning, you know, to respect and understand your spouse's feelings includes some of these things and so i'm just gonna go through a few of them we got a list cool yeah so because i told you i had to kind of look this up you Mm -hmm. know do some some research yeah so one of the things um is that you think about feelings yeah um you think about how my spouse is going to feel how my children are going to feel um and this is just not you know when we're talking about emotional intelligence it's not just in marriage or in a relationship it's right. on your job yeah, you know when yeah. you interact with people when you're you know out in public in the grocery store or wherever you go it's just mm-hmm. it's being aware of other people's feelings right, right. um so the, the first one again is you think about feelings um you pause hmm. think before you speak uh, you strive to control your thoughts, uh, <laughs> which can be it can somewhat be difficult. But yeah, again, you, you strive. That's you strive. the key word. Right. You strive to control your thoughts. And another one that I, I read um, and I thought was really good was um, you benefit from criticism. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. And, and so we'll dig out in, into a few of these. Um, you demonstrate empathy. Mm-hmm. You praise others. It means uh, you you know you commend others. 
um, you give acknowledgement and appreciation to them mm-hmm. and you give positive feedback. And then the last two was you apologize. And then, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, the very last one is you forgive and forget. And so I really want to hit on, on that one. Um, you forgive and forget. And then another one that really stuck out to me was uh, you strive to control your thoughts. So that's hard to me, striving to, to control your thoughts because so often we say, keep it real. Yeah. You know, um, be transparent. Right, right. You know, get it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the only way you're going to heal if you, you, you get it out. So that that that's a really really tough one, striving to control your thoughts. It is, um, and I I think it's just basically remembering that I shouldn't always go to the left. I shouldn't always you know focus on the negative because I think so many times, you know, we do that. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, I think that's important, honey, because so often we think. I don't know what it is. It's a part of our DNA as human beings, I guess. And I think a large part of it is due to the fall. But we don't think positively about the future that much. In a lot of instances, we always kind of consider the worst case scenario first. Mm -hmm. So even when it comes to our emotions and, you know, how we vet those, we're often thinking, especially when we're upset. Yeah. Like we're thinking negatively, like, oh, this situation just cannot get better in this moment. So I have to express myself angrily mm-hmm. in order to get my husband or my wife to really understand and get how I feel. And it's important to really think through your first reaction. You know, like you said, you pointed out, you don't have much control over your emotions in that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we're not asking anybody here to be a robot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, computing, you know, <laughs> this, this, this not, it's not how we're coming about thinking about this. You can't control necessarily how you uh, react in the moment, but you can't control your reaction to those emotions, you know, as you process it. So how you how you feel in that moment is not necessarily under your control, but how you act as a result of those feelings and your reaction to maybe someone hurting you or someone saying someone something offensive to you. You do have a level of control over that. Gotcha. You know, there's this quote here um, that says you can't prevent a bird from landing on your head, but you can keep it from building a nest. Gotcha. So, you know, a, a bird might, that, I know that's an extreme example. Like, I don't think anybody listening has had a bird land on their head. If you have, you know, contact us. That's interesting. But <laughs> um, it lands on your head. So you can't help that. But, I mean, you can shoo it away and get it off your head before it builds a nest. And it's kind of the same way with our emotions. You can't control your emotions in that moment like mm-hmm. some of us feel things that we have no intention of feeling gotcha you know i don't i don't intend to feel upset with you like i didn't intend to feel upset with you <laughs> during that fight or even this morning i didn't intend to feel <laughs> upset with you yeah i was i was i was a little salty with my wife this morning okay, but that, that's I'm another sorry story <laughs> that you didn't get enough sleep jeez yeah she was up at like five man and then i, I felt you you must have been staring at me or something I think you're getting off topic here. <laughs> okay, let's go back to emotional intelligence. I'm expressing how I feel. Okay, all right. You know, I'm analyzing it. And you should analyze it too, and you know, you know the whole empathy thing, right? But I think we should control. Yeah, our we thoughts. Should. We should. Okay. And and, and you know, stri- strive not to be slaves to our emotions. I, th- I think that's you know kind of what we're trying to get across here. So even though I may have woke you up at 5 a.m. 
you know, and it might have flustered you in that moment, but you yes. shouldn't dwell on it yes. all day, yes. you know. Yes. And so this brings us to that <laughs> other point that I wanted. It says you forgive and forget. Okay. <laughs> Here you go. All right. All right. I got you. I yeah. Got you. I, I, I'm seriously, that's a really good one, but it's it's also um, difficult. Yeah. For, forgive and forgetting. I, okay. The forgive part. Yeah. I, I don't think you can just altogether forget about what somebody did. I don't think that's the point. I think the point is, and you, you you can give me your thoughts on it too, but I think the point is to not hold what people did over their heads. Yeah. You know, there are some some instances where your husband or your wife hurts you in a way that you're not going to forget. Like no matter how hard you try, you're not going to forget exactly what happened. But you don't have to hold it over their heads every time you know an emotion is triggered. Like if you make me upset. I shouldn't venture back to three, four years ago when you stepped on my toe and then say I was sorry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know. It, and it also involves, because we, we really know how to hang on to hurt. Yeah, we do. We oh, know it. how to just to just hold that so close mm-hmm. and just near and dear to our hearts yeah. that it controls our emotions, yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying? It controls our thought process, right. everything, because we're holding on to it. And it's like, okay, I forgive you, but I'll never forget. Yeah. And because I think when we're talking about forgetting, mm-hmm. not in the sense that you won't ever remember it, but right. it's not a constant, it's not constantly you know heavily on your mind yeah you know yeah. What I'm it saying? doesn't come up in your mind every it, time you see the person yeah every yeah. time you see them or every time you guys may have a you know a disagreement mm-hmm. or something like that that immediately pops into your mind yeah i think honestly one of the reasons why we hold on to our hurt is because it gives us this weird twisted sense of comfort in that moment it it does you know like it, it's like okay to make myself feel better now, I'm going to hold this over their head as long as I can. <laughs> it's almost like, you know, I, I want to lay down and this hurt here is like a pillow in this mm-hmm. moment, you know. And so for me to let go of that pillow means I have to get uncomfortable. And, you know, for me to deal with how I'm feeling and get into the process of forgiving and forgetting, that's uncomfortable because this this holding on to my hurt is comforting in this moment. But in order to really get healed of it, I actually have to get uncomfortable, you know, deal with it, analyze how I feel, analyze how I make the other person feel and vice versa. And that, that takes a level of discomfort. Yeah. And, and we can't put the forget, mm-hmm. you know, before the healing. The healing is what point leads too. to the forgetting. Yeah, that's a good you point. Know? And that's, I think, what we kind of fail to realize that's is true. that. It's a it's a process to for, to forgetting. It you is. Know? And it, it involves is. you healing you wanting first of all to to move forward and not allow that emotion to just to overtake you and the fester and all that yeah Yeah. so Mm -hmm. a lot of times we we allow other people to hold our emotions hostage Mm. you know because we're just again it goes back to that that place of of comfort right you know i'm saying it just makes us feel some kind of way and sometimes we want to hold things over other people's heads that's true you know so we don't want to forget Mm -hmm. but it involves you wanting number one to to heal for yourself and then you also want to see that other person heal because if if you did something to hurt me 
I don't want you to constantly have that on your mind. Yeah. I want just like I'm willing to forgive you. I want you to be willing to forgive, you know, yourself. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, we've been married 11 years now and I can definitely think of some times when I thought, oh, my gosh, your emotional intelligence was not so intelligent. <laughs> wow. No. <laughs> it's hurtful. But. No, I'm just saying, like, we were both kind of clueless in this area. Okay. You know, I, I really have to admit that we were. Okay. Because, you know, when you when you first get married, it's you still have that me mentality. Yeah, you can. You know, do. things yeah. are about me. Mm-hmm. And so I would ask you, you know, to do certain things and it's like oh, oh my God. That's gonna okay, be okay. Why. That's a good one. All right, let, let's let's dig into that some more. Okay. So what's so, up? You go first. What do you mean I go first? Okay, all right, well so you you and we we still struggle with this. Like, you know, honestly, like when you ask me to do certain things Yeah, and I ask you to do something and you're like really want to do this uh why are you asking me and i'm like you're supposed to you're my husband Mm -hmm. so okay let's dig into that because so your feelings on it are well it's it's nothing to dig into honey you just don't want to do it but no no no. emotionally though it's for you it's like okay it's a simple task why are you in your feelings about me asking you to get up and get you something to drink you know this that for me and this is this is part of you know us getting to know each other better uh, emotionally. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like it's not the task necessarily that causes me to feel some kind of way. It's the five or six other things that you asked me to do previously, like in the span of ten minutes. <laughs> and and then okay, I feel some kind of way. Y'all y'all the audience y'all y'all let me know if this ever happens to you. Okay, so both of us are sitting there chilling, right? Mm-hmm. My wife could be closer to the kitchen than me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So, but it both, just we're, makes we're, me feel so much better when you do. When you right. Okay. I, I just. I, okay. So I have to be empathetic to how you feel about that. Yes. But then there are moments where you have to be empathetic on how I feel. Yes. I'm chilling. You have legs. <laughs> Physical. What is it you, called? Like that's one of my love languages, though. Physical acts of acts, service. Acts of service. Yes, that's it, right there. Yes, amen. So that's the, the empathy has to go both ways. It does. You're right. It does. So because I'll be like, man, you can get up and get yourself this, but then again, I have to understand that. Okay, you know, it it just makes her feel good that I'm willing to go and fix her, whatever food or drink item that she wants and then when you want me to rub your hair massage your dreads whatever you know i have to be willing to do that sometimes Mm -hmm. even when i don't want to Mm -hmm. you know so it it's it's we're growing yeah and we're learning but there was a time when you would just be like oh god i can't believe you're asking me to do this (laughs) again you know so but it's important. It is. It is. It's, it is. It's, it's really important. Yeah. It's 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 not a perfect process. We're not perfect people. Um, but honestly, I think the the willingness to get more in tune with your emotional intelligence, I think that's a really big first step. Like yeah. if, if you're willing to learn more about how your spouse feels and how you feel, and willing to think through and analyze those feelings, that's a really good step. It's like like you understand a high school diploma or a college degree is important. You you might think that in your head you know from a distant perspective but when you actually enroll and go to class you know you're taking that first step even if you get 
C's, D's, and F's here and there. Like, you know, we don't always get it right. But the fact that you're still going to class is good. Mm -hmm. So, um, Like, so when I ask you to get me that glass of water. Yeah, I'm going to get an F sometimes. Um, <laughs> you know, you might not really want to do it right. then, but there's a deeper understanding as to why I would like for you to get me that glass of water. Yeah, and on the flip side, you know, <laughs> you can use them legs that God gave you every once in a while to, to get it to set. You're right. You know. I could. Yeah. But I got husband. Uh, I'm joking. See, well, I tell you. <laughs> No, but um, I think this this definitely goes a lot deeper and, you know, we're kind of just touching the surface of it today because mm -hmm. we're, again, trying to understand it. So it's probably something that we can um, come back to the table and talk about again. Maybe so. Maybe so. Y'all let us know if y'all want us to keep talking about this and if we have any um, other ideas, you know, about it. Maybe things that we hadn't touched on. Y'all give us some feedback. Yeah. So just, I guess the takeaway is that realizing that you really have to acknowledge mm -hmm. um how others feel yeah. how you make them feel mm -hmm. um, as well as being in tune with your own emotions and you know you have to know what triggers emotions in you in order to get a kind of a grip on them yeah you know like we talked about not being a slave to your emotions you know if you have no idea what your triggers are that contributes to the, the the slavehood in a sense to your own emotions yeah and strive to control your thoughts right um, remember to demonstrate empathy yeah. and give positive feedback and most importantly forgive and forget <laughs> yes I love it I love only, that only you winking at me but I like to wink at you uh -huh. <laughs> so again this has been phenomenal thanks you guys so much for tuning in to marriage at Golgotha where our focus is building on a Christ-centered marriage want to acknowledge uh, 13 Signs of High Emotional Intelligence by Justin Barizo. Yeah, it was one of our sources. Yep. And uh, also, babe, you got a scripture you want to leave with I everyone? do, I do. And I'll be sure to put the link to that article uh, in the show notes, just you know, just in case anybody wants to, to go over it. But um, Hebrews 4 and 15, um, it's familiar to a lot of people, but, you know, it basically talks about, you know, for we don't have a high priest who can't be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. Or in the CSB, it says, you know, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. So Jesus has the greatest emotional intelligence, <laughs> as most of us know. And, you know, I think we can learn from him. You know, all that he dealt with, he still took time to be concerned about how we feel. You know, he actually knows how we feel about our everyday life and the things and the struggles that we have. So he's our ultimate example. Awesome. Alrighty. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Signing off, y'all. Thanks so much for listening to Marriage at Golgotha. We really appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you. This is always phenomenal. It's always wonderful. Mm -hmm. Always fun. Yes, always fun. So, babe, tell them where they can check us out. All right, everyone. Uh, you can catch us on Facebook. Just type in Marriage at Golgotha. Uh, it's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A. And be sure to like our page, too. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is M at G underscore podcast. That's M-A-T-G underscore podcast. Now, we found that for our Apple users and for our Android users, there are two really quick and simple ways to listen. So if you're, you got an iPhone or an iPad or an Apple product, you can check us out on iTunes. For our Android users, 
check us out on Google Podcasts. You don't have to download an app. You can just plug and play and listen to us that way. And as always, you can check out our website. It's marriage at golgotha.com. That's M-A-R-R-I-A-G-E-A-T-G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A. We want to get it out there, not because we're looking to be famous, but because we, we really believe God's given us something to say. And we really just like the conversations. That's right. So please remember to keep it real, keep it live, keep Christ in your marriage. A to the man. Shine a little bit of pain in the middle.